The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in! Your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's an off-season edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from the star in Frisco, Texas in the SWBC studios. Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam in the back. You still, you still beating up about this? I, I wanted to beat my chest, but I realized that we we have to save that until September. We can still say it with our chest on the show. Maybe August. We'll get some in training camp. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you still a little down from from everything? Um. There's a lot going on in this building right now. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get to that. A lot yep. of things to talk about. I'm not sure if we're going to touch on them or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, we'll I'm a little down. Them. Still disappointed. Still yeah. disappointed. Hasn't necessarily blown over yet. The rain doesn't help. You know, 45-degree weather, pouring down, raining. Feels like I'm back home in Seattle. Say, this and is a Seattle weather. Very much so. But, you know, like, the the rain doesn't bother you as much unless you, you've lost or are losing. So, in this case, lost, past tense. And now you got to wait. The waiting game begins. You know, you guys can do your thing with the draft show and all that jazz and let everybody know who's coming down the pipeline. And then you finally get the guys in the pipeline. And then you go to spring ball. And you talk about OTAs. And then what is this team going to look like? And then you get the team together in camp. And we kick this thing back off. But between now and then, that's a very long time. Yeah, like feels, six months feels like that's a long time. It feels like it's rained every day since since the loss. Facts. It has. <laughs> it has. It's been cold, but uh, yeah, I, it's going to be an interesting off season. I feel like probably the the first most interesting points we've already kind of gone through last week as far as uh, Mike McCarthy being retained going into the final year of his contract. Uh, the expectation is there, and and what's going to happen. And now we kind of tor- turn towards Dan Quinn. What's going to happen with him? Does he get a head coaching job elsewhere? Uh, he's going through multiple second interviews this week with the uh, Commanders and Seahawks. So um, we'll kind of see what happens there. And if if he departs. You have to bring in a new defensive coordinator with a head coach that's going into the final year of his contract. So that's going to be an extremely difficult process, and um, we'll uh, we'll kind of see when that bridge comes. But I, I feel like it would. So for me, before I comment on any of that, um, I still am kind of into sports cards. I think I might have told you guys that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have like a big show like every few months out in Allen, and uh, I went stop by there over the weekend. <laughs> Oh, this. Uh oh. Oh, is it, if this is an Isaiah Standback oh, card. Geez. Oh my yes! gosh. Let's go. Yes. Oh, oh man. This, this is, is an incredible. Isaiah Standback card. Were they giving signing it, this? Were they giving it out for free? <laughs> Had it been free. It was like a bookmark. It was when like you walked exactly. In. Paid, Here you go. For free. Do you remember signing this? I, I remember sitting down and having extensive signing sessions. Yes. <laughs> it was a dollar. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I, that's more than I thought you it would be. You better get your royalties. Bro, just saying. Wow. <laughs> I saw can I, can I, I see that? I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, I have that's to bring funny. that up on the show. Dude, that is awesome. That's the best dollar you've ever spent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's read the back of the card. Let's read this. Okay. <laughs> it's appreciated. Uh, so... <laughs> 
That is incredible. It doesn't say who it was written by, but it says it's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the nation and skilled enough to get drafted at another position, wide receiver or defensive back. He has a very strong arm, makes all the throws, shows great mobility, changes direction quickly, is a team leader, and has good ball skills and sells the play action. Compares to... You remember what they compared you to? The only person they compared me to was Vic. It was Michael Vic. Okay. Good memory. Yeah, there's only one guy that had that <laughs> similar that play style. Yeah. yeah, at that time. Six foot three, 215 pounds. Mm. Team leader. 40-yard dash. Yeah. 4.58. That's 40? definitely a lie. Gross. <laughs> Sorry. Gross. As soon as they said defensive back on there, I knew that was falsified. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? I have no idea. You don't That's have good hits funny. or something? Bro. No, it looks like you signed it, though. Wow. So you signed off on whatever they said. <laughs> so those signing sessions, bro, <laughs> they, they literally... Autograph. They, they literally, they'll come to you. I'm still really good friends with the, with the gentleman who was doing the signings for me at that time. What they do is they bring this binder. And I'm sorry if I'm ruining this for any fans out there. Yeah, right. But they bring a giant binder, right? And this binder has nothing but stickers. Yeah, yeah. Right? It has like like a, like 100 stickers per sheet. Yeah. And you sit up there for hours. Yeah. Right? And you just sign them. And you just literally watch a movie and, and sign these things. So you assign, you know, depending on what the agreement was, you know, anywhere 1500 3000 5000 if it's a good good deal. And you would just sit up there and watch TV with this random guy, and, you know, in your spot, and you just sign it away. After yeah. college, right? After college, yeah. I went to the draft in Chicago in 2016 because the Cowboys had a top five pick. And right after, like, guys were getting drafted, they would take them to – a room where they would do some interviews and stuff, and then they would take them another room that was through Panini, which mm-hmm. is a car company, and they would just be signing those yep. things one after another. Yep. So, yeah. There was some good checks, bro, but I found out the hard way. Obviously, coming out of college, at least my background, I didn't know about taxes and all this stuff. Uh, bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> bro, when I had a CPA, I just knew that you're supposed to get a CPA at that time, right? If I had the wisdom that I have today back then, <laughs> but I didn't know anything about taxes, right? Yeah. So, my CPA called me. Only thing I knew about taxes was that you get money back. Right, right. Yeah. As a twenty-one year old, yeah. as a twenty-one year old, that's mm-hmm. all I knew was that you get money back. Right, that was taxes, bro. They called me and she was like, "Yeah, so <laughs> you're gonna have to pay taxes this year." I was like, "Pay? Like, what don't you I receive, about? bro?" She told me how much it was. I was sick to my stomach. <laughs> sick. Writing that check. Mm. Mm. There's no getting around that one. No, either. sir, Bob. No. <laughs> Shout out to Panini. <laughs> There's good checks though. Yeah. Times. Oh, that was fun. Back I when like people that. wanted my autograph, that's good. <laughs> the one, uh, the one thing I was going to say about this past weekend was, I did feel a little bit different about the Packers because I did think they'd get blown off the map by the Niners. So yeah. for them hanging in there, it makes it look a little bit more formidable. I still don't think the Does Cowboys should have got blown out the way they did. But I'm just, I'm not speaking for the team or anybody okay. else. I'm speaking for myself. Okay. I thought the Packers weren't even – I thought they were the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah. And so for them to uh, hang in there with the Niners, I was kind of surprised by that. But still, that doesn't. it's not an excuse for the Cowboys game. No, for sure. Yeah, and I think from the last time we were on this program specifically, because we were on the joint podcast and we were on the draft show podcast talking about the retainment of Mike McCarthy, I don't think we've talked about really the impact that has here on – really what that does moving forward because it's it's the first domino that needs to fall but it's also not necessarily a domino falling at all right but so most people i would assume okay i don't want to you know what i'm saying push this put on everybody people, right? yeah, i don't want to put everybody in a box but the reality is people think about switching defensive coordinators i think you started to go down that path it's not as simplistic as just changing the guy it's not as yeah. simplistic as just changing the scheme when you change the scheme you change the personnel 
And when you change the personnel, then you have to change how you approach the offseason. Now you have to go out there and get some guys that fit those molds that you need to fill. And you also have to go out there, and whether it's in the draft or whether it's in free agency, the guys that are currently on this roster might not fit the mold of the incoming potential incoming defensive coordinator. So that is change enough. And I was trying to get this point across when everybody was talking about trying to get rid of McCarthy. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, McCarthy's done a heck of a job. Let him let him stay. But also, you're going to have enough change just by changing one coach on this team. You know, it's not just, you know, potentially Dan Quinn leaves and somebody else comes in. That has a domino effect, to you guys' point, through the whole front office. Now, okay, whoever's coming in, do you run a 4-3? Do you run a 3-4? All right, Dan Quinn runs pretty much dime all, you know, all day. Now we don't need as many defensive backs. Maybe we need to be, bring in more linebackers. Now we need five or six linebackers on the roster that are ready to go. Maybe we need bigger three techniques instead of having speed guys up front. So it changes absolutely everything even just on one side of the ball, one what decision. What if that coach doesn't change? What if that coach is back because that coach doesn't get at those head coaching? No, no, jobs. for sure, for sure. No, that's that's awesome, right? That's best case scenario. But I'm saying like a lot of people, people don't think that way. People don't think that way. People yeah. are like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. Dan Quinn leaves. Okay, bring somebody else in. It's like it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's really not that simple. Like there is a, literally a domino effect that goes from if Dan Quinn leaves. Now your next guy, you're going to try to get somebody that is as close to Dan Quinn because now you don't have to make as many personnel changes. Yeah, I would also say with whoever that new, if there if there is a new DC, um, that's what they get for playing like that. So if you have to adjust as defensive players to a different scheme or a different style, well, I don't understand why you just run it back and you're just building. Like why you're sitting there feeling like, well, now I'm I'm a little uncomfortable in this. I think everybody was uncomfortable watching that game, so there should be some some changes made. And even, even if it is the same DC, there has to be. They have to get bigger. Agreed. There has to be. It can't just be. No, no, no. This is good. That was just an outlier. Let's just run every single thing about this back. I think yeah. some change would be good. They have to get bigger. I think that's yes. uh, priority number one before scheme, before anything, before experience, yeah. well, free agents, whatever. They got to get bigger. Yeah. Uh, you saw that on all three levels impact right. them in the Packers game, the Bills game, the Niners game. Every game that they lost drastically, it was mm-hmm. because they were just over physical completely. Yeah. I agree. Well, and I think that's part of the the disappointment from Cowboys fans if they're looking at this coaching staff and they're seeing Mike McCarthy back. So check that box. Dan Quinn back. That's yet to be seen. He's still in the middle of interviewing on multiple process. But, I mean. Is that taking longer than you expected? Yeah. No. It no. is for me, but I think it's just because of the big names that are involved around the coaching search. That's why initially I thought it would take a little bit longer because teams will mull over their options. But also I think there's a legitimate worry about what happened last game. Green Bay. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a legitimate worry <clears throat> Excuse me, about teams – Running the ball effectively against Dan Quinn and and having that that extra element and that extra, I guess, feather in his cap taken yeah, away. Because if he could stop the run and you have all these other numbers, then it's not even a question. Go hire him. He's the best defensive coordinator in football. What if you have to factor in what else happens in the playoffs? Because what if you sit That's there and, yeah, you might be too. set on a guy, but then all of a sudden, I don't expect this to happen, but if the Lions won the Super Bowl... I think Ben Johnson's worth more than yeah. Washington. I think he's. I think he deserves a better job than that. To be yeah. the offensive coordinator of a Detroit Lions team that won the Super Bowl, I don't know if I'm settling for Commanders. Yeah, I would want something. I mean, because that's been the job that he's been linked to ever since. You know, he interviewed with Carolina last year, then he's interviewed with them again, and then Washington. But I'm just kind of like, if if you were one of those, just like you know, the Eagles coordinators, you know, you get to Super Bowl. You know, there might be even a better job out there. A, a team that might not have been as interested in you is like, well, hold on, let's make sure we get the best possible person because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but if, if you offer me Seattle, 
Are you out from me, Washington? It's not really that close. Yeah. At all. Going to Seattle. Yeah. So I, I think there's ways that this has taken longer than it needs to for or that was anticipated for Dan Quinn, but for the most part, this is this is right around the timing that you would anticipate too. Plus, I think Dan Quinn probably anticipated playing at least in the divisional round, maybe maybe a little yeah. bit further too. I'm I'm, I'm honestly very surprised that it's taken this long. And I truly believe that that last game had a negative impact on his ability to sign quickly. Well, it's definitely if he was going to. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to say that he's definitely leaving. I think there's a high probability that he yeah. leaves, but I don't know. Sure. Right? Obviously, none of us sitting here know. Um, but I believe that had that game gone a little differently, that I expected him to sign with the team yeah. a day or two later. That was my expectation. Like, I thought as soon as that was over, all right, yeah, he's gone. But it hasn't been that. And, yes, I think in part because of the 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 viable options that are out there. But I also think that that Green Bay game, to your point, yeah. left a huge stain on on what Dan Quinn has done. All the good that he's done, people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we know you've been good. But, but yeah. that Super Bowl and that last game that you have with the Cowboys, those two games, oh, my gosh, forget everything else good that you've done, but those two games are glaring. Well, look at the way the Cowboys nation has reacted, and it's uh, <clears throat> deservedly so. I mean, it was a bad outing. You gave up 41 points to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But the, the the impact that he's had on this defense it's, is yeah. – on this team is insane. It's insane. I mean, think that's to play to your point initially in this segment. Whenever you were talking about, you can't just go grab another guy and just expect it to be the same and expect to have that same sort of mentality and that same sort of effort, that same sort of structure. Mike Nolan. That, that's the only thing I have to say is Mike Nolan. If, if you were around in 2020, which I hope you were, if you're a Cowboys fan, yeah, Mike Nolan was not very good for you. And you brought in Dan Quinn, and he flipped that thing on its head and made them one of the most effective defenses in football. Also a good job to follow, though. (laughs) You want to be the D.C. following that. Sure. You don't want to be the head coach following Nick Saban. You want to be the D.C. that's following what you just talked about. Yeah. So There's there's elements to it, but I think if you bring back Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, Nick is – I mean, it's got to go – got to go straight into building this roster and going all in, pushing your chips in somehow, some way, because – to John's point earlier, you can't just run it back. Yeah, you look at the free agents that are on the defensive side of the ball and the guys that they're most likely going to have to replace. And um, you look at uh, what they can do as far as extensions with Dak and CD and making some room. I think they would have to get aggressive in free agency. They would have to. Uh, and being able to stack up that defensive side of the ball, add some size. Um, again, there's going to have to be something different. And then once you have the guys in place, once you go into OTAs, that's when you start talking about schematic changes and what you can do there. Because mm-hmm. that's also necessary. But I feel like you got to get there first. I think there's a couple steps mm-hmm. before you get there. That would be fast. Fascinating if they went in big in free agency. More, more, like even if they did more trades like they did last year for, for Cooks and Gilmore. I don't know how they can do that with giving up. They're already kind of limited in draft capital. But to make it those aggressive moves, I mean, that's something we haven't seen since in over a decade. Do you think that you see more of that? Or do you think they, go, they revert back to the old ways? I think they try. I really do. I mean, you look at everything that's on the table right now. Jerry Jones is in his early 80s. Mike McCarthy's going into his final season of his contract. I mean, there's going to be yeah. who at the table says, nah, let's, let's not. Do you think it's desperation at this point? <laughs> Honestly. Would you attach that word to it? I don't know if I'd attach desperation, but I would definitely urgency. attach urgency. Okay. Yeah, I would yeah, definitely I attach there's, urgency. There was, a lot of, <clears throat> there was a lot of the same at the end of Jason Garrett's ten- tenure, and I don't remember them being very Too aggressive much. in that yeah. free agency or – trade market before his final season yeah so i believe it when i see it 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's yeah. a real point. You I know, mean, I mean, it's yeah. you also look at what Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore gave to your team this yep. past season. Yep. And value. you won on both of those. Yep. Uh, yeah. You were you got what you traded for in both of those and instances. Hankins. And and Hankins. I mean, I'd I'd be I'd be surprised if anybody at that table is like, nah, let's let's hold off on yeah. signing this big free agent yeah. on a one or two year deal or hey, you know, sixth, seventh round pick for this yeah. guy. Eh, Evans is the only one I feel like they <laughs> they swung and missed on in terms of value on the field in terms Rashawn of Sean Evans yeah okay yeah well, I mean, he was, that was a sign. Yeah, it was a sign. I know it was a sign. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just talking about as far as like acquisitions. Like, you yeah, know, you. like when you you say that, and and I really want to believe in everything you just said, <laughs> but I've sat on that bus too many times yeah. in Indianapolis and heard things like, obviously, I didn't hear these because these are past. So we'll make. I'll use present names. Sure. Hear things like, uh, let's say this this February when we're out there. No, we really think we can get more out of Mozzie. Uh, no, I think another year with these like smaller linebackers, we can build with this. This will be their second year in the system. I've heard a lot of that. So yeah, again, I mean, I hope you're right. I would love that. That would be fascinating. Second year of Mike but, McCarthy's play calling. Hundred percent. I mean, there, there's going to be yeah, things there's like going to be some spin. Joe, so. we, we could put twenty pounds on you. <laughs> Let's get after it, John. We can make it work. Marquise right. Bell needs to be a safety next year if we're yes. talking linebackers, by the yeah, way. Really He's got to be a safety. Love Marquise Bell. Did a fantastic job. He's going to have to be a safety. How many linebackers do you have to acquire this offseason? Seven. A lot. <laughs> I would say at least two. At least. At more. least. Yeah. More. At I the know. very I, least. Because, I, I mean, you get overshown back, so you're already getting one back. So, so you have two. adding three to the room, if you add two Banner, more. Let's just, most likely, okay? Yeah. Banneresh is probably shutting it down. Mm-hmm. If if I had to assume, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know ass- if I'm going to assume anything with him. I don't want because I, I'm not in the medical tent. I'm not in I'm a medical tent. Room, if, all right, let's put it like we'll this. just speak if, hypothetically. If I'm Vanderish, if yeah. I'm Vanderish, I'm, I'm shutting it down. It down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm speaking from my personal there you go outlook. I would shut it down because mm-hmm. it's just not worth it from my perspective. Okay. So let's, if we were taking my perspective on that, but what if you were right? sitting at You've home? You have, you have two linebackers, Overshone and Damone. Yeah. What if you were sitting at home after you made that decision and they win the Super Bowl the next year? Then you you should have been a, a scout or somebody helping on the on the front office, hopping the coaching <laughs> staff. Seriously. I love hypotheticals, so I just like throwing. Yeah. Them. <laughs> no, no, especially like, when I don't have to answer them. Uh, I've had teammates that have had some serious neck injuries, and mm-hmm. they shut it down. Oh, yeah, no, it's serious, I've had especially multiple. for that position. I've had my boy um, my boy Lockett in Seattle, um, Big Cam in Seattle. Those guys had neck injuries, and they shut it down. They wanted to play more, right? They wanted to play more. They could have came back. Wouldn't worth the risk. Yeah. There, there's certainly an aspect to it. Linebackers is a circled position, but – when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to open up the phone lines. I want to talk to Cowboys Nation. Woo, call them. Our first offseason episode. We haven't gotten to hear from them yet. 888-855-2297. You can also shoot us a text at 817-290-3298. My question for you, Cowboys Nation, today, what is your plan moving forward? This could get dangerous. But what is your plan moving forward for the Cowboys? <laughs> we're going to see if it would work, if it's possible. What what we think about it here on the show. When we come back, more Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah? Hello. Did you get him in? I did not. Um, my guy Beamer was looking out for me because I was asking what time breakfast ended, and I wasn't going to make it in time because of you know, these Texas drivers in the rain. Uh, he actually asked. He said, you want me to set aside some oats for you? But mm. I was like, I like my oats fresh. Mm. I like them fresh. I didn't want no old, cold oats. You know, you don't we want to reheat them. oats snob over here. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, but I appreciate the offer. My guy, my guy Beamer was looking out for you, boy, you trying dog. to make sure I got my oats in. Thank you, you, sir. Dog. Well done. Beamer. I got a theory. Uh, What's up? You know, every time it does rain, Isaiah's a little bit late getting in. Mm-hmm. Facts. He's always blaming it on the Texas. No, drivers. no, no, no. Today oh. was today was yes. me. Today was Come me. Keep going. Today Come on, was keep now. going. No, today <laughs> was me. Bring it. But he's the one that's always bro, late I was on rain. Bro, oh, I was I'm drifting. I was drifting on the exit ramp. Okay, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I'm need for speed. <laughs> well, like, I, what, like what? I said, this is always the part of the movie yeah. where it's like he's saying this, but then the split screen is like all the accidents he caused behind <laughs> him. He's, he's tooling along and no big deal. Hey. Meanwhile, there's just carnage yeah, and wreckage and fire. And if I had an e-brake, I was definitely pulling that joint up the ramp. <laughs> so your your cyber truck doesn't turn into a boat Bro, during these, no. like a jet but ski during these? Electricity doesn't really do well in water. No. <laughs> no, but a Ford wants a gift of your boy a Lightning. I would gladly make drive that thing. Absolutely. I need a minivan first. So you Yes, you wait. do. Yeah. You need yeah. six seats, buddy. You need a Sprinter <laughs> van. <laughs> That's fair. I almost got one of those. I love those. Yeah. All right. We've got some phone calls to get to here in a couple of moments. 888-855-2297. Chris Beam, the mastermind, is answering the phones in the back. Between now and then, uh, I'm going to answer some of these text messages. Uh, this one's from Tolly in Colleen. says, do you believe that we need to take a step back making a scheme change and personnel change to be more successful moving mm-hmm. into this off season? So, or off season. so mm-hmm. scheme change, 
personnel changes, which one do you feel like would be more successful? Oh, for me, personnel. And, I, and when I mean changes, I mean just add to that offensive line. There's just too much of, of, of when I watch this Lions team, and I just I feel like if you put a better offensive line in front of Dak, how many other things can fall into place? Your running game can get better. The rest of the offense can get more improved. Uh, you take a little bit more pressure off him. He doesn't have to feel as much of that as everything's on his shoulders. I think that would be a huge advancement for the offense is if you could improve the offensive line this offseason. Do you feel that it's more <clears throat> personnel-oriented, or do you feel like it's more in a like a mentality slash identity? Mm. Um, Let's go hand-in-hand, hand, though. Like no? a culture? Yeah. I mean, that is part I, of I, I'm just a big— Part of it—, part of it <clears throat> Sometimes there's a physical inability to execute your assignment. Yeah. I think health a is lot the bigger of times, thing for me. There's just so, too many okay. times these last few years where it's just always a revolving door with something on the offensive line. I'm talking about if you can get yeah. a at least four out of the five starting every single week together. I mean, you'd like it to be all five. Yeah, yeah. I just think good things will eventually happen. It just it rarely has happened Correct. here. So you, does you, that so, mean you're so, moving on from Tyron Smith this offseason as a free agent? Um because he's kind of been a part of that revolving door. Yeah, no, it, it, that's certainly possible. But, yeah, as I'm sitting here today, I, I, my focus is, is getting an offensive lineman early in this draft. And yeah. so I figure that will figure some of this out, you know. So, Jordan Morgan. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think it's kind of different on both sides of the wall. We talked about the defensive side in the previous segment. I, I think there's changes you have to make with both scheme and personnel on defensive side. Yeah. Offensive side, I really don't feel like there's a schematic change you really need to make, that major, major schematic change that you need to make. I do. You, you look at what Mike McCarthy did in his first year as a play caller. He set up Dak to be able to succeed in the way yep. he did. Was he able to perform against bad teams? Absolutely. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Was he able to perform against good teams? No. But I, I think when you look at the product and you take away the star on the helmet, you take away the characters involved, you look at everything that happened on the field, and uh, you look at with the production, mm -hmm. you look at where Dak's going to finish in the MVP race and yep. so on and so forth in a first year as an offense, you run that back. And yeah. Obviously, I mean, you throw some different things in. I'm not saying, like, don't change anything. Keep but, the same playbook. Yeah, like, we were just talking about how they're probably going to have to change cadence next year. Correct. I mean, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But um, I don't think there's as much of a schematic change needed offensively as you Agreed. need on the defensive side. I totally agree with you in that regard. I think offensively, if you are unable to address your your personnel on the front offensive line, then you have to change some things schematically for you to have a more effective running game. If you're able to change out some of your personnel right, and improve in that regard, then I think you can keep your same scheme because you'll be able to execute better. That's my that's my outlook on the offense. Passing game, I'm good with it. Um, just need to continue to mix up, right, who's running what, you know, your alignment, your personnel groupings. There's a whole lot of things that you could do to, to screw with the defense there. So I'm, I'm okay with that because those are changes that he will make for sure. But in terms of having an effective, dominant running game, like being able to when it's, when it's nut-cutting time and you need to turn around and hand the ball off, like you should have a full boat of confidence that you can do that and get two yards. Like, at any point in time. Like, I'm fully confident. You weren't able to do that at all. No. And there's there always just a little bit yeah. of a – just it, a, a pause going into those moments this year. And, and that never was really the And case. the teams that are in the championship games right now mm -hmm. all feel as if they could turn around and hand the ball off. Pacheco closing I out was, against the Bills. I was just about to say, like, yeah. I, I had someone text me during the Chiefs games, like, man, Pacheco, seventh-round pick. How does this happen? I mean, you, you know why? You, you who, need him to get 10 yards. He gets 8-3. Bang. Game over. So <laughs> He's a beast, right? But what did they do with their offensive line two years ago? Beefed it up. Yeah. Big time.
invested the crap out of me, and they got their butts kicked the whole first half of the season while they were trying to figure out how to play together. You guys remember that? Yeah. Kansas City was struggling. They're still not perfect either. They're still not they perfect. Can you remember that Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah. I'm saying, but like, so they, the but they round pick thing. Okay, so you're just gonna forget about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Yeah, spend a premium pick on that's, him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, exactly. let's not talk about Calvin Joseph when you also got Duran Bland. I mean, let's, yeah. let's keep this true. <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. a good point. But like, but to that point, I like Pacheco. Like, he's a beast. He runs hard. He's shifty and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But like, they invested in that old line. Yeah, they took a step backwards to take three steps forward, and it, it hurt them for a little bit. They're like, oh, Kansas City's not Kansas City no more. And I remember we had these conversations. I was like, hey, just wait. As soon as them boys learn how to play together, mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem. From your quarterbacking days, though, would you rather have that offensive line or better weapons on the perimeter? Give me it seems line. like you got to have Give me one O-line. of the. It's, it's tough to get all of it. You Give know? me O line because scheme with the talent. If you're in the NFL, you have enough talent to be successful, and all you need is a solid scheme. And I think McVay is a perfect example of that. He's never had. I mean, I would say never. He's there's you know out of his entire career down there in L.A., he has never he hasn't had just the amazing receivers across the board every year, right? And this year it was kind of the same. Like, oh, he only has Cooper Cup coming into this season, right. and all of a sudden, boop. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Puka Nakua cat? Yeah, he's talented, but we talk about confidence all the time in this league and how if you instill confidence in a player, they will go, they will go leaps and bounds above what you believe that they can do. And he's just a schematic genius. So you can scheme up guys to get open, and everybody's capable of making plays. Now, can you catch it, get yak yardage, you know, make guys miss? Now, that's all extras. But I can scheme you to get open. And I think that's, the, that's why coaches are starting to be so much more valued than the players nowadays. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, when I think of that, when I ask you that, it's the whole like, you know, the Bengals could have went Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's arguments for both sides, but I think I would agree with you. If I'm playing quarterback, I think your best chance to survive is with the big, solid offensive line, mm-hmm. and then you can get the playmakers later. Well, think about the Lions specifically. You, yeah. you mentioned Penny Sewell there. I mean, they've beefed up their offensive line over the last two, three seasons as well, yeah. and they're one of the better run blocking teams in football. They've got a two-headed monster in the backfield that they've added later. Montgomery, Gibbs, those are two young running yep. backs. You've got the guys on say, the outside. They added both of those guys in one offseason. Continue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Then you've got – then you have – Let me go. But then you go to the, the outside. You've got young receivers on the outside that are weapons as well that mm-hmm. Jared Goff can sit back behind and throw the football to. So you can build in different ways, but it always seems to start in one area. Yeah. Up front. Tr- yeah. Because there's less capable guys – up front. That's what the NFL is now. There's, there's there's a lot of skilled guys. I mean, no disrespect to the guys that are on rosters right now. There's a lot of skilled guys that you can, again, scheme into position, build their confidence, and put them in position to do well. Offensive linemen, there's just not as many guys available yeah. that are capable of doing a job to, to the level of, of excellence. And that's why I feel like when you have an opportunity to go get those guys, you go freaking get them. And you give those guys a bag. And you hope that you can retain your your – um, your personnel at the at these more athletic positions, right? You know, talking about the um, the skill positions. If you can retain those guys, and awesome. But if you lose some of those guys, ah, man, we might not be able to retain this this high dollar guy. But guess what? There's this young cat over here mm. that if we put him in position, he could do some things, right? If we give our quarterback time to get him the ball, right? All receivers all eventually get open. Right, but like to your point, everything starts up front. Got to get time. Got to have time. I can give my quarterback time, and I can open up holes. If I could do both of those things, regardless of my personnel, I'm in good position. All right, we're drafting offensive linemen first round. Sounds good, guys. Well done, everybody. Yep. Good talk. Good nice five, very right, nice. Uh, let's go to Allen in Clearwater, Florida. Allen, you're on talking Cowboys. Question today is. 
How are you fi- fixing the Cowboys this offseason? <laughs> well, not by drafting an offensive lineman. Oh! No, 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 no. Okay. How did we do last year? We had three pro bowlers on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. How many sacks did Martin give up, Smith give up, Smith give up? I understand Biotish is a little undersized. Not the problem. We still we still threw the ball. We could still – running the ball was more, I think, the running back than the yellow line because I think uh, Pollard just couldn't come back from that injury. So, okay, here's what I think fixes it. When the offense failed, we can, when Dak gets pressure – the problem was if you compare him to the other quarterbacks when they're getting pressure, he still held the ball too long. He made bad decisions. When he was running out of the pocket in that playoff game and he got and he took that sack, that is a mental thing for Dak. He does not do well under pressure, and that to me is a coaching thing. He needs to still be coached up as good as he can be, and if at the beginning of that playoff game Mike McCarthy – sat him down after the first series and said, hey, get out of your head and throw some easy um, running back uh, passes and screens, something real easy, settle him down. The offensive line, we need it for the future. But if you guys are talking about this is urgency, the first pick of the draft needs to come back to defense. It is the linebackers. It is the defensive line. And if we look at the last six games of the season – we got one sack per game. We got no sacks. The pressures were all off. I don't know if that's just talent. I think it's also scheme because clearly the scheme in that playoff game was horrendous, huge failure. But I'm putting it on the coaches defensively for scheme. Offensively, I think Dak still needs a coach in his ear to make better decisions. And I would fix this by getting an O-lineman either next year or later on in the draft, and I would focus that draft on linebacker and defensive line. What do you think? Thank you for the call, Alan. (laughs) Just real quick before we let you go, whenever you're talking about Dak not being good versus pressure, (laughs) are you talking about physical pressure or are you talking about the pressure of like being in the postseason? I'm talking about the pressure in the postseason. He could be great against the blitz talent-wise. We've seen him make some awesome plays. But on certain plays, when he sees that pressure, he doesn't – it seems to me he doesn't react mentally in those moments mm-hmm. the way that I think he's capable of. And to me, that's still coaching him. So so a little bit of both here is kind of what you're talking about, physical pressure and pressure of playing in those big games. I guess so. Okay. I guess so. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate the call. Great insight. I've, All just, right. I've just watched too much of Jared Goff that this year. That Dak would be doing the exact same thing in Detroit, and and I mean, there's plays that have happened in, in these two playoff wins for, for the Lions where Goff does some stuff where you're just like, "Whoa, <laughs> dude, what are we doing here?" Like, but he has a great offensive line. Yep. So those the number of times where he's put in those positions is way low. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest. Re- that's why you trade a first round pick along with him to take him off your hands. There's nothing Jared Goff is doing that Dak Prescott wouldn't. Yeah. And now he's getting all of his flowers now and everything's great, but he has an, a great offensive line in front of him that's allowing him to do a lot of this stuff. So I just want to pull this up. Dak, or Jared Goff this year, just since he's the one we're going to compare to, he threw 199 attempts <clears throat> against pressure, right? So he was 107 for 199. That's 53% completion. 1,300 yards, he had three touchdowns and eight 
interceptions. Mm -hmm. Three touchdowns and eight interceptions. Dak Prescott versus pressure this season. Through 139 passes. His completion percentage was 70 or it was 62%, but he had 1100 yards, nine touchdowns and one interception. Yeah. He was actually more prone to throwing an interception without pressure yep. than he would have under pressure. He had 27 touchdowns without pressure. Eight of his nine interceptions came when there was no pressure in the pocket. I think the best thing that would help him, like I said, it, the offensive line improving, because I also think it's just not about the passing game. I think what that could do for your running game. Because uh, I'm also I'm, I'm of the belief that you're going to take a running back somewhere within the first few rounds. Unless, unless, unless you're bringing happen. back Tony Pollard, like I don't see them just sitting there and uh, not not bringing a young back in. It's not I'm not saying Jameer Gibbs first round sure. type thing, but I think you got to bring in a young back that is going to be your horse going forward. It's a young man's game back there. Yeah, you've got a second and third round pick. You don't have a fourth round pick. You might get a fifth back in a comp situation. So you're talking third, fifth, and then possibly sixth as mm -hmm. when you would probably want to. To draft a running back, you don't want that to happen, Isaiah. No, just uh, a couple of things with the, with the caller. I, um, I agree and disagree with some of the things that you said. Mm -hmm. I I've been beating the table for some years now. I think ever since I got in here to bring John Kitna back to coach up Dak Prescott. Um, I don't know if that's something that's feasible, but I think that's when Dak made his most uh, greatest jumps in terms of. I know. I know. I just have PTSD from from him as a high school coach. Oh my god! All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but he was great with Dak. Right? I don't know what he's doing there, but he he was great. You with think Dak, Dak was better then than he is now? I think that he was held more accountable. I mean, the seasons ended the same way, so I don't I think know that he was, it was held more accountable. Just, just from stuff that I know. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I I'm in favor of that. I do think he needs more coaching in that regard, in those situations, more so pros versus cons. Um, he does very well against the against pressure, physical pressure. I, so I knew my mind went there immediately. We we were around each other too much. Yeah. But um, he does very well against pressure. It's it's the the <clears throat> risk versus reward decisions that he has to get better at right and that's all situational that's watching film that's watching other quarterback situations what happens down you know three drives from now what happens two quarters from now if you make this decision versus this right like thinking ahead of the ahead of where you're currently at um in terms of <clears throat> you not wanting to get office alignment yeah it just everything gets better everything gets better everything that you want to do offensively gets better if you have a, a dominant offensive line and again point to those teams that are in the in the playoffs right now in, in those divisional championship games, right? Those conference championship games, they all have solid O lines. Every yeah. single one of them. Ran, random thought off of that too, though. Another one that always stands out, and this isn't just this year, but this year for sure. Like most of these teams have pretty good tight ends too. Yeah, yeah. Like it is, it is a that is, and and Baltimore just got stronger because they got Andrews back. And and a little bit to the <laughs> offensive yeah. line point, I don't think it's as easy as people think to just like, oh yeah, just go find the next no, whoever, no. you know. Like no. it's 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 kind of because the offensive line thing too, where it's hard to find a college tight end that also blocks on the like Correct. as well enough to to make that transition. Whereas I think that that's what Mike McCarthy saw in Jake Ferguson. It's like, yeah, he's you know a lot of blocking. Same thing when they drafted Dalton Schultz. A lot of blocking you saw at Stanford. And then they 
the passing game kind of came with that, but it's like it had to start with we got to get someone that can block and be able to do that as not just be another wide receiver, but yeah. that position is valuable too. And, and obviously the Cowboys look like you got to go. They're with. an extension of the offensive line. Yeah, you know your tight end is an extension of the O line. A lot of times, especially when you're running two tight end sets, your main tight end who has his hand in the ground has to be able to move defensive ends off the ball, or at yeah. least be able to have combo blocks and have good technique. So that stuff's important. So offensively, yes, O line I believe needs to be addressed immediately. Yeah. Uh, and then defensively, <clears throat> I think. I, I don't think that you have to draft a defense alignment, but I think you need to be aggressive in a in um, in free agency. You have you, to draft you, a linebacker. But would I you think, do I that think, in I think you draft round? a linebacker. No, would you do that in the first round. No. What's that? A linebacker in the first round? No, I would no, take no, him no. In the second. No, 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 no. I'd no, be no. happy taking a linebacker yeah. in the second round. There's a good crop of linebackers. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be angry. Yeah. I wouldn't be angry. But I. But I. I, I need O line in the first. Said the same thing last year this time around. Yeah. Need an O lineman in the first. I wouldn't be angry as long. I wouldn't be angry with a linebacker in the second as long as you get your D lineman in free agency. Okay. Fred Warner was drafted in the third. Just find the next Fred Warner yeah, in the like, third. Yeah. It's so easy. So easy. Problem yeah. solved. I'm not, I'm not, you know, when it comes to all the, the second round, third round, like just get the positions that you need to get, right? And make sure that they fit. Forget right. all this, yeah, this I mean, draft some, value. Let's just yeah. go get the I mean, the sometimes, I mean, a lot of times, right, it, it holds true, but sometimes it doesn't, right? Sometimes you find some guys, if you do your research and they work in your system, there's things that will work for you that wouldn't work for other guys. So they're not valued as much as others in terms Ron of land. Yeah. Mm, that's a big one. All right. We got to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to answer another phone call, maybe some text messages. Talking Cowboys returns in a moment. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Off-season edition, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris. We've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We're taking your phone calls. 817-290-3298 is the text line. The phone line is 888-855-2297. Let's go to Kevin in Ohio. Kevin, what's going on? You're on Talking Cowboys. How you guys doing today? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Hey, guys, real simple. I mean, I'm probably going to be one of the oddball Cowboy fans, but I mean, I, I got blessed to watch six Super Bowls with this team, and I've seen a lot of bad seasons. First and foremost, the front office has to get Dak signed to an extension. From that, our draft, real simple, guys. you got to get a center. I mean, we, we need to get this offensive line back up to where it used to be back in the day, and it starts there up front. Um, these guys that, you know, want these fancy um, skilled players, we have enough skilled players. But I will tell you one thing in free agency, they need to be aggressive more than they've ever been in the history that I've been watching this football team. But there's a guy out there that's going to be a free agent. I know he's going to be tough to get. But Mike Evans from Tampa Bay, he'd be on my hot list. The one guy that I think could help um, Dak Prescott under the pressure in the playoffs, we let him walk away. He's co- I think he's coaching high school football, and that's John Kitna. Jerry Jones should reach out and try to get him back on this football team to kind of help this guy out when it comes. Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. This garbage of him not being good, I just think that he's – for some reason, the pressure gets to him in playoffs, and I, sometimes I believe it's because it's one and done. Um, but I think Kitna could come and help him get stabilized. Um, they need to bring him some, but it starts in the front line. If we don't have a front line, I don't care who's back there running the ball. It's not going to work. There's a lot of good running backs coming out. I don't know what they're going to their decision on um, our running back right now, but. I think I would let him go test free agency if it was me. I think that we need a tough nose running back in there. You know, um, to, and there's going to be a lot out there. It seems like you know there's going to be some great some great targets out there. But number one, let's get Dak signed. Let's get some money in free agency. Let's attack our uh, our offensive line in the draft, and let's build this team like it back. I'll listen to what you guys have to say. Have a great day. Thank Thanks, you, Kevin. Man. Great call as that, always. That was an amazing call. Okay, listen, 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 listen. He said a lot of good things. <sighs> yes, he did. He, it sounded great, here's, actually. Here's my thing, and I've said this from the moment they lost to Green Bay. I want a plan. I don't really I, – I, I want some, some sort of hard-nosed, structured plan to revamp this roster. That was a hard-nosed, restructured plan, so I like it. I like it. But how much did I you would pay like him to, know to some talk names about John Kidd? Yeah, I, I just know he probably is a is an avid listener. I'm just, just how much did he pay or did you pay him? I just sent him a check. It's just this is the John Kidna show. Just <laughs> dropping knowledge, man. I'd like to know some names on running backs, though. I'm not just running it I'm back next concerned. year with Rico Dowdle. <clears throat> yeah, like I need to know what the plan is at running back. It's clearly not wait till the sixth, seventh round. Yeah, you know, it's they have to do something at least middle of this draft. They have to get a young, a young type of guy that you can give. Carries two for the next four years, and then you move on, and you bring in the next guy, and then you move on, and you bring in the next guy. I'm less concerned with that position, man. Are, are we allowed to talk about free agents to be or no? That's that's kind of if they're out the playoffs, right? I, I don't know. If I'll that's ask my boss and get back next know. Tuesday. We may, yeah, we may have to uh, <laughs> full time employees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's a couple names out there too, free yeah. agency wise, that aren't the big names. That the guy that said so long to to Nashville, yeah. like you can't necessarily yeah, exactly. say that one. I mean, even though anyway. I mean, there's other names out there. Um, we're talking about running backs here. Running backs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, would you go draft one? Sure. Yeah, I, I think if if, there, if you do, if, I'm talking like first three rounds. If you can't get your guy that you want in free agency, you're 
your your guy, your mm-hmm. your guy, mm-hmm. then you go you go draft one in like the third or fifth round. <sighs> no. Is that guy that no, you want though? Gonna third third round. Running back. No. No. I thought it'd be more like a There's too many other positions that have to be addressed. Like run, I just don't feel running back is a have to be addressed because I don't care what running back you get. I'm with you, but you still have to address it. No, I, I'm not saying, but it's not something that you use a draft pick on. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Where that you use. Going be, with then? There's there's going to be a gazillion free agent running backs out there. I'm saying the free agency doesn't work. That's what yeah. I said. Free yeah, but I'm saying, but, but there's going to be. You got to go. Draft there's going to be a free agent running back that you can like plug you and play. If you, if you, nah, if you have a dominant O line, it doesn't matter. Like, there's not that many running backs in this league that are just absolute playmakers. There's just not. There's not. There's name me name me five running backs that you can say I give him the ball and no matter what happens, like he's gonna shake the first person. Bijan Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, you got Tony Pollard late. Jameer Gibbs, it's a fourth round pick. Yeah. Yeah, you got Tony Pollard in the fourth. You can make some happen, but you guys see what I'm saying. We're stre- we're reaching here. You don't, are we reaching? I'm saying you don't have to go draft that. There's going to be a bunch of those guys in free agency. Aaron I'm not. Jones. I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect the the position. Aaron Jones. I'm just saying in terms of what you need on your team, the guys that you just can't go find, the position groups that you just can't go address on the streets because there's just not enough of them. Go get those guys in the draft. Go get your old linemen. I agree go with get you. your linebacker. I agree with right? you. Right. Go get your interior defense alignment. You know, rather rather it's in a draft. We're not, if it's sitting about, there, we're not talking about twenty fourth overall, and we're not talking about second. Yeah, but third round. round pick. I mean, you only have how many picks we got this year? You've got probably six. Six. Okay, and how many are in the first three rounds? Three. Three. You got one, two, three. Don't you dare use a running back in those first three rounds. Mm. All right. I would think that we'd have to include in that list that you were talking about Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, maybe King Henry. Josh Jacobs. There's this dude named Christian McCaffrey. He seems to be a game changer. I think, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be uh, yeah. back in back in the bay. Everybody seems to like that move that they did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean, and to give up. Dallas, and so Dallas doesn't have money to be going out and get any no. of these guys. He, he brought, why, he brought, he brought up Mike exactly Evans. Why, like That's not happening. That's exactly why I'm saying the draft, draft part. Yeah, but, I've covered but, this okay, team. Okay, They're okay, not going to okay, go so, get David so, Montgomery. So listen, to that point, I know we got to get out of here. To that point, there's going to be running backs that you don't have to pay money to that you could bring on this roster and have impact. Okay. Right? There's not going to be I look forward You're to not going to find offensive alignment. You're not going to find cornerbacks. Well, no. no. And you're not going to you're not going to find offensive alignment. You're not going to find cornerbacks. Those are two positions that you're not going to find, find on the street. They're in the 5th round. They got Jerome Bland. Absolutely. Fifth round. But, but not you're not going to find deal. these guys on the street. Meaning that you can't go if you don't have the cash, right? The pool is smaller in order for you to go out there and get those guys. Much like the the offensive alignment were this year. Yeah. When free agency started, Denver grabbed the top two offensive alignment. Bam bam. They were gone. After that it was like well, that position group's gone. Okay, what else do we need? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else. Now, you never felt that way about receiver. You've never felt that way about running back. Like, there's always those guys that are sitting around. Kareem Hunt picked up late, right? All these guys are sitting at the crib just waiting for the perfect opportunity. There's, there's, there are very viable options out there at certain position groups because there's more available talent. Certain position groups don't have it. So, O-line, you better address it, right? Cornerback, you better go address it. Yeah. I'm talking about the first three rounds. Yeah. Because there's just not many guys out there that can do the job. And I completely agree. Yeah. So that's two picks, cornerback and offensive line. And And we're going to linebacker. Third. There's not – you struggle trying to find a linebacker in the the offseason. I mean, during the season this year. They just weren't available guys. So I'm saying there's certain groups where you have to just go invest in those guys. Yeah. And then guess what? If I need a receiver, if I need a running back, I can find those guys. There's plenty of guys sitting at the crib. As long as my scheme's right and my O-linemen are good, we can run the rock. 
I wonder if the front office wishes they took a back last year. Like yes, middle rounds. Because we had one guy have an impact last with, year. With the back with the running back class that was on on the table last year, yeah. even in the middle rounds, guys like Ty J Spears and, and moving forward past that. I mean, there was some there was some guys they could have taken and you but look like, at what they and did. They were looking the at them every step of the way, but they would have had to reach on a guy. I think if they would hindsight twenty twenty, they probably would have reached on a guy. Yeah. I think they probably would have made it happen. We've got to get out of here. We gotta We've go. got to go. Yeah. Uh, before we go, can I pay you two dollars for your Isaiah Standback card? That's a that's <laughs> sure. a two hundred. That's a hundred percent profit. I give you two oh one. Whoa! Oh. I'll take you. I'll give you. I'll give you three dollars for it. It's five all, bucks you for go. you, man. Sweet. Five you can bucks. Have I'm not willing nice. to pay that much for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next Tuesday, 10 a.m. Central Time. More talking Cowboys from the Star in Frisco. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Standback, John Machado, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?